Do you know how in your early 20s the idea of people in their early 20s is that they don't get a lot of sleep, that they're always up, they're doing crazy things, yeah. they're finding themselves doing things that they never did before? Right. Yeah, okay. like just being young and in your 20s sure. and wild. Yeah. It pales in comparison to having two kids. It truly does, yeah. You get less sleep. Yeah. You find yourself in the weirder places. <laughs> and then people look at you and you're like, I'm not even embarrassed right. with yeah. where I am right no. now. No, it you, is you have no time life. for embarrassment because you can't think you can't anything it's funny that you say that because i literally just sent you an instagram reel where it was like a girl laying on her bed and she's texting and she's Mm -hmm. like me texting my mom at 3 a.m to please come and pick me up from my sleepover and she says absolutely not because that's your kids and husband (laughs) i'm like yeah oh man it's like that's exactly what it feels like please come pick me up mom (laughs) with two kids you don't like they're taking shifts right now of keeping us awake I know. And it's fine. It's the season. It's what Genuinely, happens. Genuinely, sleep is a construct to us. <laughs> it's a dream. It's you like. You can't even say that because that would mean we were You're sleeping. right. You're right. It's not it's even a prophecy. A we're prophesying Man. in the name of Jesus there will be sleep in our future. And I yeah. mean that full heartedly. What is it? Like old man dream dreams, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they, because their kids are grown. Exactly. And they could sleep. Oh, but man. young men, young men have visions because <laughs> they're so sleep deprived. <laughs> They do, yeah. They're like, what am I seeing? Who is that? Oh, but, that's but funny. But here's the key. Yeah. And let me ask you this question. You wouldn't trade that for anything, would you? No, absolutely not. I know. <laughs> Why is it so crazy? Literally like, the other day, this is so terrible. Okay. The other day I saw Noella sleeping mm-hmm. in her crib peacefully for like the first time in weeks. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I want to pick her up. <laughs> I want to wake her I want her to be awake. I want her to look at me and be awake. <laughs> It's like you clench your teeth. You're like, who have I become? But oh, we funny. done tore up shopping the other day. What? You, what, what, what we tore were up at, shopping? No, this is, we went with two kids oh, to Target. Yes. I know. The fancy yes. store. And um, we can even post it on our social media, the adorable photo of our family shopping. Oh, yeah, we should. So cute. We we did Starbucks. Like, we did the yeah. whole thing. I put Noella in the baby Bjorn, and we were hitting the streets. <laughs> yeah, because lately, I've been going and doing the grocery shopping. By yourself, yeah. And, like, I'm just sick of it, because right. I don't want to be away from any of you yeah. guys. <laughs> and we decided to do something different, which is, like... We're going to go shopping as a family, yeah. but the only way this is going to work is if we decide to go shopping, and you're probably going to judge us for any parent listening is going oh, to yeah. potentially judge no, us. No. But <laughs> I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah, Keep I know. Going. I was just thinking that. We're going to go shopping at 7 p.m. <laughs> We're going to go grocery shopping at 7 yeah. p.m. Why? Because that's what works for us. Yeah. And we took out our four-year-old and our baby. Well, plus it takes like two hours to get ready. went out grocery shopping <laughs> at 7 p.m. And honestly, we had a blast. Yeah, we did. We were laughing and giggling yeah. and Johnny yeah. tried out every little couch and chair yep. in that one um, um, section. Yeah, Magnolia section. Magnolia section. Yep. Noella tried to drink my Starbucks. Yeah, she was like literally into it. It was the funniest thing. And it, it just looked so like funny. you two were just like girls we, just hanging out. We spent a solid 
as a family of four, a solid 30 minutes in the candle section. Oh, yeah. Sniffing candles, letting each other try it. I don't like this one. Smell it. Like, why do we need to smell the ones we We don't like? love candles. And Johnny really caught into it, too. And he loves to be like, ew, I don't like that one. Or, mmm, I love that. (laughs) It's like we have such strong opinions. We're very loud about it. But you have to tell everyone why you believe that other families won't judge us. Oh, yeah. It was the craziest discovery we've ever made. Yeah, so anytime I do grocery shopping and by this myself. This is my first time experiencing yeah. this. Anytime I do it, it usually is around the same time, like 7 p.m. And while shopping, I've noticed that this is the time where people bring their kids yeah. to shop. Yeah. Literally, this is the funniest thing. I'm looking at makeup. Chris <laughs> walks up to me and he looks down at his watch and goes, it's 7 p.m. And the moment he said that, you audibly hear a little baby girl like just freak out and he's like get ready here it comes the 7 p.m yep. crowd is here it is and it was it was all families and all babies out of nowhere and they're like not happy no the kids are not happy well it's like <laughs> it's like they are happy but they must be like living on a sugar rush yeah, like we don't yeah. know how they got yeah, we don't we don't the know parents are just as zombified as we are yeah. we're both laughing at things that clearly we should right. actually be taking seriously right. it was amazing <laughs> and we were all in this right. together I would, that's I, what I was just going to say. It's like going to the movie theater w- with your kids during the time where everybody took their kids. Yes, and the funniest thing is I legitimately had a mom walk up to me mm-hmm. while I was shopping in Target at it was like 7.30, 8 o'clock, and she was like, I have a four-month-old, you know, she's actually over there with her dad, like I couldn't see them or anything, and she's like, I have a four-month-old girl, and we have a baby Bjorn, and she Mm -hmm. never, ever stays in it. We have to hold her or find a way to put her into the um, car seat and then put her in the car, like, cart what do you do like she was asking me for yeah. like m- mom advice and i'm like trying my best i'm like to be honest like she loves this but she hates the car seat so i think it's just a personality thing and we're just like laughing about this and connecting and i'm like what is this a networking program like at 7 p.m at target with all moms and dads it was hilarious it's honestly it should be a community group it really we should, should be. literally start a christian community group at our store yeah. at 7 p.m. Yeah, who's going to be there? We'll uh, we'll meet you there. Bring bring your own coffee. Yeah, or, or we'll meet you at the Starbucks and then walk. Yeah, around. that's true. It was so funny. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was great. And because of that, um, uh, we did we don't sleep anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was the whole yeah, purpose. Yeah, that was the whole purpose. Just to share that we don't sleep. We just, we don't sleep. Um, our entire routine is different. I'm Chris Wine, (laughs) and I'm Micah Wineland, and And you're listening to the Modern Christian Christian Podcast. So let's just jump into it because I feel like you and I both have a lot to say on this topic. Yeah, we do. So it's February, the month of love, or at least commercialized love. (laughs) Uh, Cards and chocolate and flowers that are overpriced. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. All of it's true. Yeah. Um, But I think what's cool is that, like, if you look at it this way, January is a time of setting resolutions and Mm -hmm. personal goals and trying to get yourself back on track with yourself. Yeah. 
And February is a time to do some self-reflection and uh, maybe set new goals for your relationships with others. Yeah, and I think although we're going to talk on some romantic relationships, we're also going to touch on some, like, if you're single or... Uh, yeah. you know, whatever. I, th- I think that this is going to help as well, which is fun. Yeah, and I this, like, series for this month, like, it's not, though, going to be a series of back-to-back episodes just talking about marriage. It's right. actually going to be about relationships with all types of people in our lives. But, of course, since we're in a marriage and that's where you and I have had to grow the most, we're yeah. going to lean a lot on the experiences we've had with each other in marriage. But it relates yeah. on all facets of relationships and let me just say one quick lesson especially if you just got married this lesson you got to hear do not go to dinner on valentine's day you will waste your money oh my goodness, yes. and the food is Preach. not good T- yeah. tell them about the food babe yeah because you always are this, passionate yeah, about this is literally this. me every single year first of all i'm not a big dinner person like this year we're going to a fancy dinner not uh, on valentine's day so, by the way and chris was I'm so flattered. excited he's so excited i'm a foodie like, I guess I was being selfish and never thought about it like this, but I told Chris, like, thinking because I'm the girl, <laughs> I'm the one that has to be catered to on Valentine's Day, I'm like, just so you know, babe, I don't even like going to dinner. Like, we can do quality time, but I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> you don't have to do anything special. And he's like, but but I like the dinner. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're in this relationship. <laughs> I love the dinner. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the thing about going out on Valentine's Day, though, is because they know, even the mm-hmm. weekend, they know that there's going to be this mass rush. And I swear to you, the quality of food, no matter where you go, goes down. It's like yeah. you're not just eating a gourmet mac and cheese. You're eating a mass-produced giant yeah. – sc- you're eating a scoop from a giant vat of mac and cheese <laughs> that they made in one giant container yeah. earlier that day. That's and it's it disgusting. Like. It's like eating a golden grill. Well, I cannot have it. We walked into the restaurant, yeah. and they said – this is a Valentine's Day meal. Yeah, and you're then gonna you get, get to pick. You're going to get an appetizer. Mm-hmm. You get to pick your dessert or whatever. You get to pick your, your entree. entree out of like two or three options. Yeah. But then we're like, you then, guys did this to be cheap. You didn't right. do this to be fancy. It felt like we didn't even get to experience the restaurant that was like rated well and right. you know, and everything. So it was. I, I would just say like it was a ripoff. Yeah. I think we kind of tried it the second time, second year and we were like, no. Like yeah, I, we walked I or something. Where we went, I think we, we were like, oh, they're doing the same deal. It's a scam. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're dead. Well, it it's a scam. Stop that. Okay. Well, I feel like it was definitely a different location for our second No, 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 it was. Oh, okay. But they had like, the same back. scam is what I'm saying. Right. It's all they were scam. running the same game. The <laughs> they same were hustle. running the same game. Yeah, right. Um, and, but on Valentine's Day, you were still going to give me chocolates and flowers. <laughs> exactly, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode, we're talking about communication styles. There's mm-hmm. like a few styles. And in order to kick that off, I thought it would be interesting to ask this question. Okay. Kind of dive into there. So my question is, what kind of relationships did you grow up seeing around you? Because you mm. and I have pretty much any different background that you could imagine right. from each other. Right. So I thought, wow, let's do the relationship question. And, like, you know, the relationships that you see, that you grew up seeing, yeah. witnessing, what was it like? So I don't want to, like, go for too long. So I'll just say, like, my parents have been married, mm-hmm. you know, since my before my brother's birth. And uh, for, I think it's 26 or 27 years now, Mm. really solid. Obviously, I've seen, you know, low lows and high highs, but they've always remained like a strong front. And um, I think it's more than 20 something years. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I said over 27. I said 27. Over 27 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, not 20-something. Well, just because you're over 27. Oh, good. So point. that's why I'm saying it's like oh. way more than that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my parents are old. <laughs> I know. I, I never I, think I, of I never my parents old. being old. Like if you were to ask me how old is my parents, you know what I would say? I'm like, oh, I think my mom's like 45. And that's what I was. I thinking. do that all the time. Like yeah. in my brain, she's still 45, she, but I'm been 28. So like that can't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. But you know what they say? Black don't crack. She looks good. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does look good. No, so. Um, she doesn't look a day over 45. <laughs> that's right. Um. Anyway, she'd be so happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, what am I trying to say here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been married for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they're they're solid. And, again, I've seen them do a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but they've always remained a team mm-hmm. and faithful to one another. Um, so that's, like, obviously the biggest example. And then even, like, aunts and uncles or, like, people, you know, that I call aunt and uncle and stuff that I grew up around, um, again, really strong marriages. Mm-hmm. Um I grew up in the church, so that obviously had a lot of it. Not to say, like, I never saw divorce. Uh, actually, my exposure to divorced families was mm-hmm. my childhood best friend. She had a mom and dad that were separated and would do, like, the split okay. time back, forth, back, forth. And, like, watching that roller coaster honestly shaped a lot of my opinions on mm-hmm. relationships as well because I watched how it affected her personal life and even who she is today because of that constant back and forth and just like the like honestly for lack of a better word just being honest here like the manipulation Mm -hmm. between the two homes and again sometimes intentional sometimes not it's just the way it is you know so um I kind of yeah like because of that I'm just now realizing I kind of had a pretty front row seat to both a very strong relationship that was Mm -hmm. certainly not perfect aka my parents and then a you know a rocky relationship through divorce but both of those people uh, got remarried so I did also yeah. see like the stepdad and stepmom situations right. and most of the people that I know from my childhood church are still married okay. you know like I know them yeah. through Facebook and stuff so that's cool a lot of a lot of strong marriages yeah you know most mostly so yeah, yeah. what about you well uh, <laughs> as always slightly opposite um uh, you know I, I I definitely had witnessed uh couples be married and stay married you know my yeah. grandparents I have a few sets, but two sets of my grandparents uh, stayed married, you know, forever. Yeah. Um, so that's great. But obviously divorce was super prevalent in my life. My my uh, parents got divorced when I, I was young in particular. Yeah. And then, um, you know, later, years later down the road, they, they each got remarried to somebody else and have had great relationships and great marriage. And so it's been cool to see that. It's also been cool to see, like, all of, you know, I the parents you know the the families kind of work together and stuff right right but for me uh, growing up growing up growing up it wasn't like that and they weren't the only ones I saw that got divorced like we had neighbors that we would hang out with and I felt like I witnessed it's still burning my brain like I've witnessed them get divorced Mm -hmm. you know it's like I'd go over to the friend's house and then they were you know the couple was always there and then suddenly the one moved out and then we actually went to their wedding my mom and I went to the wedding of the remarried okay where they married somebody else you know yeah. so like i got to see that one of my favorite shows growing up was reba because it it's was a divorced family yeah it was oh, a divorced wow. family and you could relate to that i loved it and i always thought it was weird that like it wasn't 
you know, everybody wasn't talking about it. And I was like, this, I get this. I get <laughs> right, the show. Right. I get the idea of like a stepmom that's actually cool and, you know, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And um, it was like such a good show that I, that perfectly explains probably how I felt as a kid right, is right. that show. And I, I'm trying to think of like a show to compare my parents <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I would love to know that. I don't know. I want to say, and, like, this is not a race thing. I'm, like, legitimately just saying it. I want to say, like, family matters. Mm. Because, like, there was always this, like, moral compass situation. He's a cop. So, like, not that my dad's a cop, but I just (laughs) think, like, this, like, perpetual, like, moral compass in the home, strong family unit who are constantly taking in the strays of the neighborhood. Like, that's kind of, you know, what I would say. Family matters even had some Christianity into it, actually. Right. I know. That's why I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I feel like that kind of fits their relationship very strong mom yeah and like strong dad too but like goofy yeah also you know yeah so, yeah wow yeah very That's interesting cool. so just different again and right i i really like when we share that kind of stuff i just want to know the family that relates to the tanners <laughs> who's got three who's got yeah, three dads who's <laughs> like i grew up just like full house just like i him. can totally relate my crazy uncle comedian guy i'm like what life did you live <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive in. That's cool to hear our backgrounds. I think yeah. that definitely plays a part in, oh, and also where we grew up. I yeah. think that definitely plays a part into like our communication styles. Yeah. So, what we're going to be talking about is there are four specific communication styles that have kind of been listed over time. Um, you can take a quiz actually that we're going to have listed in the show notes mm-hmm. um, to figure out what communication style you are. But you probably can self-identify um, by Even listening to hearing. the description yeah, of kind of like these different things. And we're going to also be talking about like where we are, like where we knew we were and mm-hmm. then where, how, where we've come so far. Go ahead. Yeah. And one thing I want to share is just the importance of communication yeah like obviously that's why there's tons of books about it there's all these different like things that you can dive into uh I, my hope is that this episode helps yeah. communication is really important if it's a relative that you've been having issues with for years communication might help right uh a roommate and, that right. you're struggling with whatever it may be yeah, yeah roommate yeah or obviously if you're in a marriage and you're like i just don't know how to reach this person right um communication can really help yeah. And we're not pros in it, but Certainly we're... not. And I think, well, one, yeah, actually, we should start off by saying that. I think that it's really important to say, like, anytime that we hop on this podcast, oh, you know, yeah. we never want to take the holier-than-thou, like, oh, approach. never. This is us talking about a topic that we're passionate about, and 90% of the time we're passionate because we're continually working yeah. <laughs> on the subject. You know, we're yeah. trying to get better ourselves. You guys have heard us admit to some really funny stuff <laughs> in our time. And speaking of, actually, oh. when we were thinking about doing this podcast yeah. about communication, I had the funniest thing. So a long time ago, our pastor told us the story. I think it was in our premarital counseling. And he's like, when a, like he was just giving an example of how communication mm-hmm. can be so different. And he's like, when a man says that he has nothing to wear what does he mean and he like asks the question openly and he's like when a woman says that she has nothing to wear what does she mean and what we ended up discovering is if a man says i have nothing to wear it means i need to do laundry and if a woman says i have nothing to wear it means i need to buy new clothes yeah which is like yeah exactly so it's like same sentence completely different meanings and we had the funniest experience in our young marriage with this exact thing well not about clothes but like same sentence same sentence (laughs) totally different meaning and i'll skip to it 
is we were out to dinner for my birthday. Yes. Where we had all of my friends. Yeah. There, like a good amount of yeah, my friends. A restaurant. There was like ten of us at a table or eight yeah. of us, something like that. Yeah. And it was like a pricier restaurant yeah. in a sense. And I surprised Chris. Like I yeah. was like, we're him and I are gonna go out to dinner for his birthday. He's like, I love it. And then when we got there, all of his friends were already seated at the table and <laughs> yeah. he just joined along. He's like, This is amazing. Yeah, and at the time our friends and ourselves didn't have a lot of money. No, we were... Okay, first of all, we still don't have a lot of money. <laughs> but secondly, yeah, we were super we're young. We're doing the envelopes. Listen to the that's, previous episodes. That's right. We are. We're, we're trying. getting better. We're Bro, getting better. We're trying. No, but like, yeah, there was... Look, we were all very young yeah. in marriage or just in relationships. We were in our very young 20s. And I'm excited about this dinner. This is like my first time to really like shine as a wife, honestly. Yeah. yeah I'm like, ooh, we're true. going out to a nice dinner. All of his fa- friends are there. I planned this. Like, mm-hmm. this is bougie. I it's love really it. Cool. Like, I was feeling myself about planning this. Yeah. In like, towards the end, she leans over and she <laughs> says so these words to me, which is one check. Yeah. Right? I, I you were like, it. one check, right? Yeah. I'm like, one check, right? So let me pause. And go when but she's like, leaning over and say, you, "I have to say, I think most of you are going to agree with me because one check can only mean one thing. One check. Uh, no, <laughs> one check is like we're not taking on the five other checks, right? <laughs> and so I reply, "Yeah, one check." You didn't say it like that. I should have. I should have. He was like, oh. he was like, yeah, one check. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we had it. And he's like, yeah, we got it. I'm like, so okay, then cool. A few minutes go by. I'm in the middle of eating this gourmet pizza. <laughs> okay, Chicago style pizza, mind you. Right. Loving my life. Like, this is a great birthday. And our friends had ordered drinks for themselves. <laughs> they had ordered, like, we had like four appetizers yeah. at the table because the, the deep dish takes about 50 minutes yep. to come out. And then we suddenly. We had about three pies that we ordered to fill everybody's <laughs> bellies. Like, after we got um what's that called uh, um uh, like a cake or pizuki or whatever oh, yeah, like a cookie yeah, yeah. cake pizookie, situation yeah. so like some coffee some yeah. whatever People and suddenly have been, like sitting around yeah my wife announces and guys we got the check <laughs> okay, um i'm sorry what First off, it's my birthday, so the fact that we got the check doesn't make any sense to me, okay? (laughs) They should get my check, but okay. It was so funny, too, because when I said it, I said it in such... You have to imagine, like, 22-year-old Micah saying this in very full confidence. I'm like, hey, everybody, just so you know, we've got the check. And all eyes are on us, and they're, like, kind of shocked. Like, this was a pretty big deal. I would say shell-shocked, just like me. No, (laughs) No, no, no. And Chris says, he's like... No, we don't. He literally yeah. no, we don't. And I, <laughs> I legitimately turned to him and I'm like, stop kidding around. He's just kidding. I literally just asked him. Seriously, we've got this, guys. Yeah. And everyone's like, thank you so much. Like, that's so sweet. They were so we really appreciative. They were so appreciative. Like, thank you so much. We really so, like, appreciate even it. Even on your birthday, you've got us. Right? <laughs> and so, I know. What kind of friends did we have? No, yeah, just kidding. No. If you were at that party, you should have known better. Yeah. It was me talking. <laughs> yeah, you should have been like, hold on. This is Mike and not Chris. I'm the extra no, Of course, I'm going to try to pay for everybody. <laughs> and so then we did. We paid for the entire table. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad in hindsight. No, it was bad in hindsight, okay, but no, 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 I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't that bad. In hindsight, it does make you go, that was 
pretty cool. Yeah, that was baller. That was baller, like, for that sure. Was, people, people were talking about that for weeks. And by yeah, yeah. people, I mean Chris and I. We were yeah. talking about that for weeks, how cool we looked <laughs> being able to pay for everybody's bill at the well, young age of Rumors 22. were spread of how cool we were. <laughs> to the dogs. To the dogs, for <laughs> from sure. From us. And yeah, from yeah. us whispering. So we get into the car, and Chris is like, what, what in the world is all this one check talk? And I'm like, I... Like we we yeah. didn't get into an argument, but we did get into yeah. an argument because he's like, "What the heck, babe?" And I'm like, "What do you mean with that?" Like I literally yeah. turned to you and asked you one check, right? And, and you I'm said, like, "I couldn't have been yeah. more clear." I said, I said one, one check. check, and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, say that again. One <laughs> check. No. You're an idiot. <laughs> one check. There's at least five checks at this table. I only want to pay oh, one my check. Gosh. It was. So funny. It so, was funny, and we did laugh. Yeah, we even laughed we that night. Yeah, we laughed that yeah. night, and we're like, we're broke for the week. We laughed all we the way to the cool. bank. <laughs> okay, apparently when it comes to money, this is why we don't do yeah. well, because we just laugh it we off. Just laugh. We're like, I guess the Lord's going to have to provide. <laughs> like, okay, but Micah, you're you're now having to eat rice every night. Exactly. <laughs> I was blessed and highly favored. What can I say? Fancy restaurant one day, food pantry next day. That's right. <laughs> But this really, really, really goes to show just because you think, yeah, this is communication matters because just because you think you communicated something clearly doesn't mean you did. Exactly. And you could say the same word they said. Literally. What? Same word. You could say the same words. Oh, same words that they said. But you're not communicating. Exactly. Yes. Communication matters. Like you said. That's right. Wow. Look at that. See, this is why we never fight ever. Uh, okay, moving on. We to say with tears in our eyes after we just fought. No, I'm just kidding. no. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go over these and we're gonna talk about like where we land. So the first one is straight up on the nose, me. So the first communicate. There's four in total. Okay. Three of them is what people tend to be by nature. Mm-hmm. The last one is what we should all aim for. All of us. Okay. All of us collectively should be aiming for. So the first one is aggressive, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Michael Weinland. <laughs> oh. Um. So this is what it says. Mm-hmm. Seeks to win and not to hear. Body language will communicate that they are closed off. They are unapologetic in conversation. Communicates without regard for others' feelings. Uses the perception of truth to punish, which we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. Looks after their self within the conversation. Demands mm. needs without listening. Dominates the conversation with lengthy arguments. Huh. So if you like heard some of those and you were like ooh I like six of those there's a good chance that you might be the aggressive communicator mm. which is me well I was just gonna say you're not all of those no I'm certainly not all of them there's definitely a few things and also too this is the harshest like this is the yeah. dry bones key phrases yeah. that kind of trigger the thought of what it means to be an aggressive communicator right. so I'm gonna just go back I'm not gonna go over each and every one of these because there are a lot of them are self-explanatory but the one that says um uses the perception of truth to punish it means like um something along the lines of like i'm right and you're wrong that's why you look like an idiot right now so it's like because your perception of truth or i said one bill i said one bill you didn't understand Mm -hmm. so you're dumb like you're punishing the other person for not understanding your yeah. perception of truth, which isn't fair. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that I've ever used harsh words like that, but I definitely can say that I have had that argument of like, you must not have the same 
wisdom as I do because you don't understand as right. I understand, which is not true or fair. Well, you know, and um, we've been around like other people with aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. styles just by nature. Yeah, and stuff. of course. Um, do you, what are some, you kind of touched on it, but really what are some consequences that happen? Yeah. So, well, style? I'll just say like this communication style for me comes from two places. Okay. One, it comes from being a part of an Italian family. Yeah. And like in our family growing up, there was no holds bar in what could be said in an argument. Now you can't like mm. disrespect each other. Like I, we weren't cussing each other out or anything like that, um, which some homes they do endure that. But like, you know, you could say kind of whatever you wanted in an argument, knowing amongst the Acker family that when the argument was over, we all love each other deep yeah. down. That's kind of like what it was masked in. It's like we had this big blow up and we yelled at each other. Like there was a lot of yelling that happened. Um, and like I'm not I'm not traumatized by it right. or anything like that. But it definitely was my upbringing. You know, yeah. we would yell and be pa- and we'd mask it under the words like I'm not yelling. I'm just being passionate. And you need to understand and things yeah. like that. And um, so that's like kind of where it stemmed from for me. And so I remember even when you first got married, you are not a yeller by any means. And I wouldn't say that I ever yelled at you, but I certainly did like raise my voice or get extra. Well, here I am masking it. I got passionate, but I would like I, you know, kind of become dogmatic in what I was communicating. And it was all in like, I love you. Like, I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't love you. And it's like, okay, well, you're not showing me you love me because I feel like I'm getting beat with a bat, you know? And so like, um... I think that that's a lot of times the consequences is that it shuts others down. Mm. um, It shuts others out. It also uh, oftentimes because your demand to be right more than to be um, heard or seen or to understand others. Yeah. Because that like, you know, your style in aggressive is to be heard. You miss out on an opportunity to connect with someone deeper. So I would say that those are like kind of some of the consequences of it. Yeah. Um, Well, and I will just say coming from a different communication style, I think it becomes extra like however you would, you know, react in the other one. Passive, which Mm -hmm. is me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it only causes more of a passive reaction, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah, like the the Like all the more of a shutdown or all the more of a, yeah, yeah, totally. Do you want to, I was just going to say, let's go into passive. Yeah. So you want to read those key phrases? This is me, and it's probably, it might be you if you're listening. Um, uh, Okay. Or if you're really passive, you're going to like be like, that's not me. I'm just kidding. Okay. Overly apologetic. Oh, wow, that hit. Okay. <laughs> that was oh, the first one nuts. I read. Assumes blame without resolve. Assumes blame without resolve. Yeah, okay. Holds in feelings and ideas. Reluctant to share true thoughts. Mm, guys, this is hitting me. Emotionally dishonest. Self-blaming or quietly blames others. People pleaser. And avoids conflict. First yeah. off, don't describe my habits, okay? <laughs> no, just kidding. But if that is you and you go, okay, wow, I was like five out of those, or I was like oh, all of them, or, you know, a few, uh, you you probably land in the side of passive. Yeah. And I think we said this in the beginning. These are 
where we just naturally lean towards. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't overcome them. It doesn't mean that you're all of like the descriptive words. And again, this is narrowed down to the harshest of it. Exactly. um, My first question for you is like, where do you think that comes from the passivity and kind of like, and how does that, how does that show in your relationships? Yeah, I think the passiveness for sure, maybe the Midwest had something to do with it because I grew up in the Midwest, a lot of passiveness. Probably growing up in uh, a family with like there's the attention just because of divorce. There's a that passiveness. Attention or tension? Tension. Oh, tension. Okay. Got it, got it. There, Sorry. There was for a season tension. Yeah. yeah. Because of. It's just a lot of unspoken. So yeah. You're bearing a lot. Yeah, just yeah. a lot of unspokens. And so I think that that was a big part of it and just learning to how do I navigate through that. Yeah. And then I think just overall, like the idea of thinking it's easier to avoid because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to say, like, because I'm a kid of a divorce uh, household and there's probably others listening that are also kids of divorce households, it does give you that thing of, like, you're almost afraid to uh, meet that conflict where it is because what if that person leaves? Oh, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, it, it just, yeah. it's a subconscious thing. Because it's something you witnessed without understanding. Right. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your parents are never going to leave you because of something you say, but because you've seen them leave each other, it's confusing to you because you're a kid. Right. You yeah. don't have a full understanding of all of the reasonings that they feel it's better to be separated than together. Right, totally. And so you're like, well, you know, if they do that, then they could do it to me, which is not true. No, not, but not it, at all. it might be how you feel I at think the just, time. Yeah, I think your subconscious kind of takes sure. into it. So, I mean, any of those reasons could <laughs> maybe it's too deep. but Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. I think you're being honest, which is good. Are there any of those key phrases where you go, because I know you were like, oh, ooh, yeah. that's me. You know, I'm just curious if there's any of them that are like, here's, an, you know, I could think of a story or an example or yeah. even just like, oh, this one hits home because. Well, overly apologetic hits home. I wouldn't have connected that with passive. Mm. I think, you know, like there is a part of me that just is sorry. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, oh, gosh. But definitely like... Not your white male privilege showing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and this I would say is probably super passive too, is the assumes blame without resolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like, yeah. all right, fine, whatever. It's like, my whatever. fault, but we're not going to talk it's about mine. it. It's mine. Yeah, we're just done. I just want to be done with it. Yeah. And um, what ends up happening, and then I would say this other one, either the self-blaming or quietly blaming others. I think this is where you get into a huge problem with the passiveness is that you, by doing all these things, you think that you're resolving the issue. Right. But you're yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, because it's really just bottling resolved. until it bursts. Yes. In some form or fashion. And then it might not it burst does, out at the person, It might, but it could self-inflict. It could. It could, you know, whatever. Or it could go back on the yeah. person. You just don't know. And I think once it does, you can't control it because yeah. you've only acted in the passiveness. Yeah. So what are you going to do? And yeah. it's like, you know, I feel like I've probably hindered friendships because of it in the yeah. past before I've been able to get healthier in my communication status. And honestly, I'm just being honest about it. Right, right. Um, Well, you and I had talked about how, like, there was a time in the beginning of our marriage, uh, I think it was, like, year two-ish, when we started uh, the adoption process. Mm -hmm. And for us, you have to do a home study, and it requires, like, you know, basically they're asking, like, 
who are you guys? Why are you qualified to have a child from this system? Like what's going on in your lives? And we went through a Christian agency. So they're all the more like vetting us. And so we had to do like a marital, um, evaluation essentially, but you do it separately. It was, And so we did this evaluation and then our, it was these, this very long, very detailed (laughs) test. It was very long. It wasn't a test. Okay. It wasn't a test. No, it really wasn't. It wasn't a test. It was was questions. And then you had to select one of four answers. No, I know, but like there was no like you're in the wrong. Like there was oh, no A B C. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like you're not being graded. No, it's no, no, more no. just like here's what we can see from. I guess you're right. I see what you're saying. Like well, it's a quiz it was just kind at the end thing. it said this yeah. is your GQ personality. Right. Um, no, <laughs> they're like you're more like a George Clooney. I'm right. Like, oh, exactly. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> so it was just like telling you where you land or where mm-hmm. you currently are with your relationship. And so again, we're young marrieds. We're yeah. super excited about adoption. And we do this like evaluation thing. And what we end up discovering once we come together to re- like the woman who, um, is our, what is that called? I can't even think of the word now. Uh, like our agent representative. Yeah. Whatever. Let's go with that. For adoption. <laughs> she like is reading our evaluations out loud to us. This is the first time we're hearing our results yeah. together. Yeah. And so as she's reading them, Chris and I are on complete opposite opinions. Yeah. Basically, to make a long story short, I've answered every question in the affirmative of like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we resolve yeah. conflict. Yeah, we're we're a team when it comes to doing things. Yeah, we um, like we do things evenly. You know, like there's an even balance in our home of who does what. Chris has like answered almost every single question yeah. the opposite. Yeah, like, like this we, needs work. This needs work. Yeah, this needs yeah, work. Like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm baffled because not only do I as an aggressor feel embarrassed mm. that like you know i'm just be and as a wife i'm feeling outed like yeah. it's not even and this is what i told chris in the car afterwards it's like it's not even like that there's problems because i wasn't trying to lie and say right. there wasn't problems i genuinely didn't see them so the fact that you think there was problems and i was completely blindsided yeah. and finding out through an evaluation and not from your mouth i'm shocked yeah and then that was kind of like our very first conversation about how i was the aggressor in Mm. all of our conversations dominating and not really allowing you to have an opportunity to speak and then me realizing that i need to find a way to to talk to express like how many times you know just i was thinking in that moment of like you know what you did give me opportunities to talk. And I did the passive thing of like, you know what? No, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. And just mm-hmm. shutting it down. And like, that was a low point because was, I felt, yeah. I felt so bad. I felt like I think we I both betrayed felt like a, you. Like yeah. it was just, it was so bad. And I think we both felt like a failure. Yeah. Like I failed because I was too dominant and you failed because you were too passive. Like that's yeah. how it felt in the that's, moment. Yeah. And again, we had like all of this read aloud to us. Yeah. So we had to hear it. For the first time and you know i bet you i never even asked you this question but were you thinking that my test results were going to be similar to yours absolutely right and i'm thinking the same for you right i'm like oh he's going to totally agree that we do this that we do that and here he's like oh yeah she's going to totally agree that we need work we need work we need work and then we're like what? Well, that, that's why I think that they call this communication skills because it's a language. Right. Like, you, if if you're speaking, I don't know, like, why was I going to go with Korean? I don't know. But let's say <laughs> yeah, you're, you're speaking language, Korean right? and I'm speaking a different foreign language. Okay, let's give you one, Chris. <laughs> okay, give me one. Japanese. 
right. I felt like we could have found a, a, like a unique because I went Korean, Spanish. Korean and Spanish. There's no way they're the same. Okay, sure. So Korean and Sp- let's do like Canadian, French Canadian. Okay, French Just so Canadian. it's unique. I like it. I Korean like it. and French Canadian. Okay. How are we gonna see eye to eye? You <laughs> right. know. And yeah. so I'm just saying, like, no, it's, it's true. You know, it's a language barrier. And once we had that awakening, it was what we needed, what I needed yeah. to go, okay, we got we to gotta change that. So let's roll into the third. Neither of us fall into this category, but I do think it's extremely important to talk about. Yeah. And it's funny because it's passive aggressive. And yeah. so you would think like, oh, you guys together, that's what you are, but we're not, <laughs> which is good. Um, but it is a communication style that some people by nature find themselves in, so we mm-hmm. should discuss it. Let's do it. So uh, uses sarcasm to mask true feelings, mm. emotionally dishonest, mm. body language contradicts the words that they are saying, often spreads rumors rather than face conflict. Oh, wow. Self-enhancing at the expense of others. What does that mean, self-enhancing at the yeah, expense Yeah, so I'll talk about it in just a okay. second. Takes on blame while blaming others. Hmm. implies needs more than communicates them so we can go back because yes passive aggressive is a very very tricky one and if this is your communicative style you really have to be honest with yourself because passive aggressive can also be passive aggressive to themselves because a part of this is your self-talk right like you talked about how in being passive Mm -hmm. you're overly apologetic well that's a part of your self-talk that's not just what you express outwardly you know and the same goes for being passive aggressive is that you can be sarcastic or justify um that you're not passively aggressive you know yeah really interesting the things that you just said like can you go back to a couple of those yeah and i can give some specifics so for example like one of them says takes on blame while blaming others Mm. so what that might sound like is um this is my fault i should have known that you couldn't do it right so Uh, it's taking on the blame but uh, yet passing the blame to others and sometimes it's not as clear as that like it also might be like um i can just do this myself so without saying it what i'm really saying is you are not capable of Mm -hmm. doing it or you won't do it you know what i mean that's so, so interesting. Yeah. You know, with all that whole self-talk, and, and I'm sure that this is probably the way with passive-aggressive and passive-aggressive, is um, it's like psychologists say that a lot of times when you do these negative habits, your mind is actually trying to protect you from the unknown, from the worst-case mm, scenarios. Mm, so yeah. it's actually a survival tactic for all of us, which is why it goes back to what you said, like, if you go, oh, yeah, I'm definitely passive-aggressive, like, don't feel the shame of it. Right. Just go, oh, well, this is what my body, my brain is doing to yeah. protect me. So I can switch and go over to the greater thing, which right. we'll talk about in a few well, seconds. And also, too, just like you said, like, it, a lot of it also stems from, you know, your upbringing, yeah. your examples, your community, things like that. It might be a survival tactic. Like, yeah. I, you know, in my home, because I'm making this up, this isn't true for my home, but like in my home, there was so much violence that I had to be passive because like we had an actual aggressor within the home, you know, things like that. And so like, like now that you're in a healthy environment, you can recognize that you're passive, but you want to learn to, you know, overcome that. Exactly. Trauma, which is a totally different episode. Well, I'm sure we'll do one day and have some people on to help, but like that causes your mind to protect you yeah so these language barriers these communication styles they are 
uh, inherently trying to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the, the, but it isn't effective. Right. Like you think. Exactly. That's the exactly. that's the problem. Yes. Yes. Okay, so before we get into the last one, I thought it would be cool. I went yeah. in and I found that quiz that anybody can take. We're oh. going to leave it in the show notes. But I took two of the questions and I wanted to say them on the air because I feel on the air. But <laughs> no, I want to say them on the podcast the because we're all over the world, especially Germany. Continue. That's right. <laughs> we're the number one podcast in America. Don't look that up, and it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't look that up. Trust us. <laughs> no, but um, I wanted to take two of the questions because I loved both of these questions mm-hmm. and I felt like they gave very clear examples of each one. And I'm not going to tell you which one is yeah. which. I just want you to listen to the question and think about the answers and go, you know, where would I land in okay. that? And and again, you can take the full quiz and it'll let you know yeah. what your communication is, style is. is. So this question says, how do you tell your roommate you want them to help out more with chores? Hmm. Do you hold a house meeting for everyone to share their own expectations? This is the second answer. Yeah. I let the chores pile up to see if they notice. Mm-hmm. Third answer leave sticky notes suggesting someone has not been pulling their weight and wow. last answer tell them that i am sick of cleaning up after them wow so just think about those and think about where you would land and consider the different things that we said about passive yeah. aggressive and passive aggressive and where do you think that that would place you and then here's the second question i love this one too how do you express your discomfort about your boyfriend's close female friendship? So if your mm. significant other is, you know, hanging out with the opposite sex, right. basically, but in this scenario, whatever. Um, first answer, have a great time. Second answer, I respect your friendship, but I don't like feeling unprioritized. Mm. Third answer, stop hanging out with her or we are done. Mm. Fourth answer. Oh, I'm surprised you wanted to spend time with me tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I thought that those were really clear yeah. examples if you think about the things that we've said. I was just going to say, after you can what pinpoint we... yeah. what's what. And it just gives you an idea of, like, you know, are you the type of person that would typically say something like that yeah. because you're hurting inside, because you're not liking what's going on? You know, just as unhealthy as, oh, I'm surprised you wanted to spend time with me tonight. Yeah. So is, you know, get it together or we're done. Yeah. You know, hang out with me or we're over. That's also, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all versions are unhealthy. We by nature want to judge the other versions and be like, that's the one right, that's of the worst. But yeah. the truth is they're all bad. <laughs> no, you know? for sure. Um, Until we get to this other one. Yeah, we get to the fourth one, which is assertive, assertive. communication. This is what we should all be aiming bum, for. Bum, bum. <laughs> Just imagine a DJ. Right yes, there. exactly. So this is the um, key factors of someone who is assertive in their communication. Okay. Emotionally honest and aware. Mm. Unapologetic but humble. Mm. Seeks to uplift and to understand. Seeks to communicate the needs of all parties involved. Yeah. Direct and confident. Empathetic in conversation. Finds compromise. Mm. Body language demonstrates an open mind. And I want to talk about two things specifically on this list before we dive into why this is so amazing, because there's plenty of reasons why it is. But this part here where it says direct and confident, 
I find a lot of times when someone finds their voice, especially in the passive category, when they find their voice and they are direct and confident because that's one of the steps of becoming assertive, a lot of times the people around them will judge them and be like, wow, you really came out of pocket or like, where's this new, you know, like, oh, new Chris, like, who's this kind of thing. And you should never feel apologetic for communicating your needs and being direct about your needs but back to the top of being assertive is um unapologetic but humble Humble. you don't have to be apologetic about how you're feeling about what you're trying to communicate but you do need to be humble enough to say it doesn't make you right yeah and i love the other part which is understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. you know we learned this when we were really learning like how to be assertive and to abandon the other communication styles that we had yeah is to even start off by saying it feels like right this yeah like uh you know when you say that are you saying this yeah are you you really feeling this this way yeah are yeah. you and and just by doing that even maybe the first time you go okay this doesn't feel like natural but it is right and then you start to realize like wow you genuinely care about this person across right. the way otherwise you wouldn't have this conversation right. and also too you find out how many times you infer feelings that aren't there amen yeah amen. it's so true like how and, many times yeah. have you and i done that with each oh, other because i've said so to you much. like i'm confused so i'll be like Right. When you're saying that, are you actually saying that because you feel blah, blah, blah? And you're like, no, that's not at all why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because Mm -hmm. I really just want this to be done or vice versa. It's like, no, I'm not saying it just because I want it to be done. I don't care if it it is or isn't done my way. I'm saying it because it makes me feel this way. You know what I mean? Getting that clarity can make all the difference in a conversation. Right. And the sooner that you could do that when you're feeling a riff with somebody – the clearer and the better that you guys can be and once you experience that you experience some serious freedom yeah because it's like in you know i was telling you this earlier the one of the biggest problems with being passive is you think you're right because you think you communicated you think that they're in the wrong you're in the right because if they if they do that that other thing that you didn't communicate mind Mm -hmm, you but mm -hmm. you think that you did that they've crossed you that yeah. like, how could they have done that? They yeah. clearly know where I stand, and yet they don't. Right, right. Not at all. Yeah, they crossed a boundary, but it's a boundary I never communicated. I but never in your actually. mind, you feel like you did, especially with your body language. Yeah. And, you know? and honestly, I experienced that when you guys were helping me. Like, you in particular, you had already joined the, the camp of, like, assertiveness. Yeah. And, and you were learning, and we had... Um, our pastor, Pastor Billy, who was really helping us with being yeah, assertive communication and, being and communication. Yeah. And I just remember I was frustrated with somebody and I was trying to say, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you guys said, did you say that to them? And I said, yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, but did did you? No, I was like, okay, so how did you communicate that to them? And then you're like, oh, well, I guess I didn't I, actually yeah. say it. Right, but I remember feeling like like I did until you guys asked more questions and I realized, oh, I didn't actually say it. Right. Like, not at all. Right. They're completely in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. The second thing I want to say about this assertive uh, topic or, like, being assertive is also it says empathetic in conversation. And I think Mm. a lot of people can dismiss that one by going, well, I'm not empathetic by nature. And I'm certainly not, especially as an aggressive person. Like, I don't naturally feel people's emotions in conversation or Mm. just even in general. Like, 
oh, I'm hurting because they're hurting. That's not my nature. But when you're putting on the assertive hat in communication, you are finding ways to intentionally feel as they feel, which could be as simple as what you were saying, asking questions like, okay, so it sounds like you're saying this because you feel this way. Is that right? That's Mm. you being empathetic. You might not get it right, but you're giving them space to clarify. Right. And so like, don't be so quickly to dismiss. It's not possible for me to be assertive because I'm not empathetic or whatever. Or anytime I become direct and confident, people assume I'm being a jerk and, you know, let that be their problem. You know, work that out with them in communication. But, um, being assertive is a very good thing and it's not, it's compromising. It's not saying you lose. It's saying we both win. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that means every single time there has to be like a, a little bit of give, you know, because sometimes there really is just one answer. Yeah. But what it's saying is, is like, I'm going to respect this person that we're in the process. There's something funny that Chris mm. and I do in every single argument we ever have. Oh, like, yeah. I think probably since we've been married, we might have even already talked about this. But if Chris and I are ever in an argument, we always blame an inanimate object at the very end of the argument or just like even an inanimate (laughs) noun at the end of the argument. So for example, if I'm talking about how Chris should have cleaned this coffee mug and he didn't and I feel so disrespected because I asked him four times and he didn't hear me and he's saying, you know, I never heard you say that and if you wanted it cleaned, I would have. We get into this heated thing. And and we're communicating assertively. Yeah, we're being assertive. We're figuring it out. We're listening to each other. We finally get down to the root of it and it just comes down to, I guess you didn't hear me, but that really made me angry because I felt like I had asked you four times. And he's like, I really didn't hear you because if I would have heard you, I would have done it the first time. So arguments finished and then one of us will go, that's what the coffee mug wants. Yeah. It's almost like us like reminding <laughs> babe, each other. This is what the coffee yeah, mug babe, wants from us. This is what the freaking coffee <laughs> mug wants from us. Like, like one of us will just say it in the yeah. most like stupid tone just to remind each other we're on the same team. Right. It's I was just us against say, the world, baby. It, it diffuses the tension between, between us. us. Because it's not about the tension yeah. between us. We're it's against about, this darn coffee mug. Right. This darn coffee mug that wants to break us up. Yeah. How dare it? <laughs> um, and so we've done that all the time. Or we've said something like, this is exactly what the finances want us to do. They want us to yeah. freaking fight and then we're going to be angry yeah. all day and then we're nowhere closer with the envelope situation. <laughs> Those dang well, envelopes yeah, are going it can, down. It like, can be as broad as you want. This is what Tuesday wants. wants from if, us. if we can't figure out the, the inanimate object, we'll just, we just go until we, we can. Find we'll reach till we can yeah. find it. Yeah, exactly. We're like, this is what this day wants from us. This is what that dang cloud in the sky wanted yeah, from the beginning. We just like blame something Those random. satellites up there. And yeah, and I want to say that because it reminds me of a really important lesson we learned in premarital counseling yeah. from our pastor. He was talking about like how there's that Bible verse that says like um, not to let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. And he's like, you know, a lot of people in the Christian world, especially like the old school Christian mindset, think we've got to hash this out all night until one of us is right or until it's resolved or whatever. And we have to somehow kiss and make up and let everything be better. And he's like, this with wisdom, I believe, is how it should actually be perceived. He's like, my wife and I, we were at odds and we were going at it all day talking about this one particular topic that was really getting at us. We couldn't find a resolve to it. We are going back and forth, back and forth, and now it's getting late. We're both exhausted. We need to get sleep. We've clearly gotten nowhere in this conversation. And what I do is I just tell her, let's stop this conversation for tonight. 
and she was like fine whatever and she, you know she's still upset I'm still upset we get in pajamas brush our teeth whatever we're doing our separate things for our night routine we come into bed and I just reach my arm over and I put my arm my hand on her shoulder and I squeeze twice and I look at her in the eyes and tell her I love her and it's just my way of saying we're still in yeah. this yeah that's not letting the sun go down yeah, because, on your anger it's not yeah. saying that the whole situation's resolved it's just saying we're still a team despite what we're going right through. right because the scary part is i don't know what they're thinking about me right now you know like oh, in, yeah, in yeah. the close relationship I thought, you were talking about, I thought you were talking about our pastors i'm like i think that they they like you <laughs> <laughs> I like changed the whole thing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Like in a moment like that. Yeah. Because, you know, we've had tension and kind of arguments like yeah. right at night. And it's like there was there was some moment where I, I think both of us were going to sleep on the couch in the exact same <laughs> moment. I don't remember it. But we've never done that before. No, it was never. just like, I don't know, trying a new argument and then realizing, okay, this isn't going to work. You don't know what the other person is thinking about right. you. And I think it. Well, for me, it scares me, right? Of course. And so yeah. just to diffuse the situation with a simple, like, I love you, or like if... Or that's what the coffee mug wants. Right. That's what the coffee mug... Or if you know she's getting into bed, put, line up all these whoop, whoopee cushions underneath, <laughs> and then when she lays down, you'd be like, ew, gross. You're disgusting. <laughs> You're disgusting. But also, that's funny. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, like we please, use humor yeah, to Please don't do that. Your spouse will kill don't you. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it is important to communicate. Like no matter what, I love you. No matter what. Right. We're right. in this together. We're a team. The yeah. problem is the problem. Yeah. We're the, not the problem. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's so good. I think this is a good way to wrap up. I really don't even feel like we need to have like a final thoughts because we've gone yeah, so far. I think on the next episode, we'll add more Christianity to it. Modern <laughs> sure. Christian. Well, okay. Okay. I'll leave on this one little note. Okay. Thank you. Because we had talked about this beforehand about putting this in this episode. So yeah. I will put this in. Okay. Is the fact that like old school Christianity kind of makes you feel as though if you were born and raised in the church, you'll get this. Is that like old school Christianity says in every relationship there is a hierarchy. Yeah. There is a senior pastor, a senior leader, a, you know, someone that's in charge of you. And there's someone who is underneath of that submission. And so therefore you have to submit no matter what. Um, yes, there are people in authority over your life and yes, you should respect your elders and yes, you should respect your parents and the list goes on and on as a humble Christian, Mm -hmm. but using proper communication and being assertive and being direct and unapologetic and seeking to understand you should never, ever, ever feel guilty for. Yeah. You should. Ne- that is modern Christianity. Yeah. Is saying that we are a team. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And even if you are above me, even if you are my pastor, my leader, my spouse, my friend, because I love you, we yeah. can have this open line of communication and seek to resolve it instead of one of us having to feel as though we're less than. Yeah, and I'm not even going to explain this part. I'm just going to say Matthew 18 works. <laughs> yeah, and right. your go homework is to go read it. Yeah, it's it good. It still works today. Read Our, it, live it, love it. Okay, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so... Take the quiz. You can go right now to our show notes, take the quiz, yep. and then tell us what you are on our social media. I am at Micah Wineland on all things. And I'm at Chris Wineland Comedy everywhere. All right, you guys. Have a great Valentine's Day. I hope you go on cute dates and take pictures and tag the modern Christian because yeah, that'd be so fun. Be great. All right. See you next episode. Yep.